What's up, everybody? It's James, and welcome to another episode of It's a Kickback. This week, I'm sitting down with the homie, Shy Songwriter. He's been on our show previously. You've seen him on our shows. Honestly, it's very rare you don't see us working together. Shy, my brother, what's <laughs> up, man? Hey, I'm blessed, bro. How you feeling? Good, man. I'm trying to get back to it, man. I'm trying to work like you've been working, man. You've been on the road. Crazy, I'm, man. What you, I'm, I'm black so, and highly favored. So. Man, respect, <laughs> respect. But you just got off the road with um Nate, aka Nasty. Is that his full name? Nate, aka Nasty. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm trying to be respectful. Um, yeah. We're just gonna get right into it, man. We're gonna be talking about uh you as an artist. You kind of crossing over to partnering with artists, helping um helping artists manage their careers, um and kind of what all you kind of offer in that bag because. As y'all know, and if you don't, be sure to the homie Becker call me one second. That's my brother. Hold on, my bad. Um, but as you as we all know, you wear many hats, many hats. You were um you were part of our first uh couple episodes and actor, writer, poet, performer, rapper. You're a songwriter for other. I, let me keep going. You got. <laughs> <laughs> got them now you're now you're a booking agent now you represent artists um so we're going to talk about that as well um we're going to talk about some events you have coming up to celebrate you and your success so far and then uh we're going to wrap and just talk about what it's been like working with each other um and just what we've seen uh in each other in the music industry and kind of what we can uh look forward to seeing in our independent diy uh environments in the midwest so uh first let's you got an event coming up right uh yeah we got a birthday event coming up yeah so uh myself and swerve we just we've been friends for over 10 years but we met after being 21 so we're doing like a 21st birthday party just kind of like a joke but because we're old people but uh <laughs> but not nah, like you know it's really celebrating each other and our friendship, but also really celebrating what we've been creating over the years um, and trying to showcase that. Cause that's really what the, the bigger thing is about it. Cause I'm not really super big into like celebrating myself on my birthday type of thing. And like I've done it before I've had a party before, but like, I'm more just like, let's go kick it with the homies and just call it a day. But I wanted yeah. to kind of do something bigger and get energy from all the people that, I've been coming across throughout my career and my life, you know what I'm saying? And put them all in one place and also introduced to some of these people that I've been, that's been working in the career as far as musically and put them on stage in front of them. Yeah. So where, where is that happening? Uh, it's going to be at the X bar downtown Peoria. Uh, so that's, that's, I don't know the address off the top of my head. I should know, but I don't. But uh, I believe it's 1101 Southwest Washington. We're going to put it in the description for you. How about that? I think I'm right though, but <laughs> we can double check on that later. So edit it out if I write if I fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So it's gonna be at the X Bar and uh, your favorite DJ. They're gonna be doing the sound and lighting. It's gonna be amazing. LED screen. It's gonna be a vibe. Like I'm very excited for the production value of what we're about to bring. Um, and then we're gonna introduce everyone to some of the artists that we've been working with along with, you know, their fans will come out and support as well. And we get to be introduced to their fans as like 
okay, you guys are working with them. That's super cool. And just kind of just crossing over everyone's uh, support systems. Word. That's going to be – so who all do you have performing? I got Nate and Grace. They're they're like doing their thing on the couples TikTok, but Nate and Grace both make music as well, so they're gonna be doing some songs. Uh, I got High End Guap. He's gonna be doing a track with me. I got Bad Guy Moolah. gonna be doing a couple tracks. Bad FTL, Billy Fox. Uh, it's it's about to be a vibe. I believe that's everyone that's performing. If I forgot someone, I feel horrible, but uh. You know, that's that's pretty much everyone is performing. Of course, Swerve on the ones and twos, he's going to be kind of really just putting up the party vibes at the beginning, and then we're going to have a performance in the middle, and he's going to party out to the yeah. end of the night type of thing. Yeah, I know how you get down. It's lit. Hey, man. It's lit. Look, look, look shout out TL, because I, I, I know when he did that joint for me, he had that motherfucker going crazy, too, so. That's yeah. the vibes are immaculate. It sound like <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be cool. I, I think because we we did a lot of uh over the past year and a half, two years, pretty much over since COVID. You know, we've been doing this project eight hundred three thing, and uh some of the songs that we've been either producing or helping with marketing for, or we're doing, we're like booking for the artist, or we're we did any co writing, or I'm on the song. That's pretty much what we're kind of introducing. A couple. Oh, I got my boy DR too. Um, a couple other songs uh, aren't necessarily Project 803 songs, but they're like features that I have. So I still want to bring them along with what we got going on. So yeah, it's just, uh, like I said, just bringing the homies together and having a good time. Yeah, that's what's up, man. It sounds lit. It, it sounds lit. It looked lit. The, the lineup is fire. Um, But you bring up 803. Let's just go into Project 803. Let's just go into the net point. That's a conglomerate of you and Swerve Samuels. Shout out, Swerve. Turn me up, Swerve. Yeah, SI. Turn me up, Swerve. <laughs> uh, so Project 803, see, you mentioned that, you know, you guys have created songs with other artists. What exactly is Project 803? So Project 803 is pretty much like a uh, a la carte label is what we might as well call it. Because okay. what we started doing was just kind of producing for artists, executive producing their projects, more kind of helping them with the marketing strategies, um, you know, making the beats, uh, connecting them with people, things of that nature. And the overall goal from the beginning was like to start getting them on shows and connecting with that. So anything I was already doing, I wanted to start putting them into the shows that I'm working on or whatever. And then just because like, if you show us love that early, we can definitely kind of continue because most artists just love to perform. And, and it kind of ended up being where uh, we went on tour with uh, B Henshaw. And I remember him asking me about, you know, tour management and stuff like that, or just like being a booking agent. And I was like, eh, that's not for me, but as we sat down and thought about it more, it was like, maybe that's just something that we could like partner with. And it's not like a, this is all we do, but we can do it as a conglomerate and make that part of project 803. Cause I mean, we do shows anyway. So it's like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And that's fire. Yeah. So it kind of all kind of came into play together. And so, uh you know the overall goal is to help artists not be uh to really learn the game of the music business and also get opportunities to to go further than what they're already doing without actually having someone being like their manager 
or telling them what to do necessarily unless that's what they hire us to do you know what i mean whatever they hire us to be part of is where we kind of come into play for whatever time period it needs to be but like if we obviously produce it or co-write it i always say it's like uh whoever has any ownership in the song it's like us all having like a child together you know what i mean like we co-parent and there's no like no matter what even after 18 this kid's always in our life you know what i mean so that's kind of like how it goes once we make that decision to create a song we're here for that and so anytime something come up like later you know like oh we want to uh you know swerve just was a dj in that um for the cubs and he uh ended up dropping one of our songs at the uh gang the spring oh, training yeah, gang. yeah and it was uh t's drop take back the night which is billy fox's track and uh we uh helped with the production and writing and stuff and so it was like didn't really know what song he was gonna do that i didn't know he was gonna do that but he did and so i was like hey let's and that was made like a year ago a year and a half ago so it's yeah. like that's the goal you know what i mean yeah no, that's dope. That's dope. So it sounds like they get a lot out of working with you guys. Um, not only the performance opportunities, but you know, the production and the songwriting. You guys also do like workshops too, right? Yeah, so that's kind of where some of the songs have been coming from is where we we do a workshop, we bring artists in, uh, we try to limit it to like a certain amount of uh artists they come in and uh they'll we teach them about registering their music and just like little we talk about marketing strategies but while we're creating a song so it's like an eight hour it was originally like a 10 hour studio workshop so we're there for 10 hours we feed everybody we just like just record you know some people haven't had that experience of having a producer right there so he's making the beats like right in front of you or he has some stuff that he already started and he's just adjusting it and then we just re- we write and record so you everything's ground up right then and there and so some artists have only been, you know, working with stuff off of YouTube or wherever they're getting their beats, but they haven't worked with a producer personally. So, like, that, I think it's a great opportunity for that. And we teach them about how to register music properly. What they do with that, you know, that's like what I've learned. It's like I can teach, but I can't make you go do. So yeah. it's like you if you, I mean? you can lead a, wa- a horse to water, but you can't make you drink it type vibes you know what i mean yeah. super cliche but very very true yeah no i feel that so i mean sounds like you guys take on a lot when it comes to the project 803 um what now you you mentioned when b henshaw was like um you know do you guys do booking agents or are you gonna help me get shows or things like that so is that and you mentioned like man we're doing it we might as well do it anyway is that initially how you got the start into promoting other artists um i think that you know originally i've always been booking my own shows like even when we were in high school like we just was we didn't have nobody booking stuff for us we were just doing it and then when i got to college it was the same way like kind of just handling booking like me and maybe like another person on our team and we were artists so it was always a diy vibe so I kind of just continued to do that um, outside of the team that I already had. So at the time I had a team of artists that we were all working together and it was like DMV Entertainment. And so we yeah. all was like doing shows and it was just like concentrated on those, that group of people. But after I kind of went out of that, um, I ended up getting hired to be a booking agent at a venue in Peoria. And I think that's when it really kind of uh, started taking off where I was like focusing. So it wasn't like it was, I just kind of wanted something to do. 
um to uh that I was good at already. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can book shows for myself and I can, you know, bring people out. And it's also a smart way to uh to scratch each other's back. So if there's an artist that's from Cali that wants to come to Illinois and I'm the booking agent and I perform, I can bring them there. And, you know, if they decide, Hey, you know, blah, blah. If I'm like, Hey, I'm in Cali. Do you know any spots? You know, it's a little easier to get that type of uh, conversation going yeah. when you kind of are doing for each other instead of it being like, you just hitting them up out the blue. Yeah. Not man. That hitting up out the blue. You be, <laughs> cold, cold calling, cold emailing, man. That's cold, cold text message, whatever you want to do it. Cold yeah, email, however you want to see it. Yeah, that'd be it'd be hard. Yeah, it's definitely rough on you. You got to be thick skin for that. Um, so when, so is there a criteria you have for when you um work with these artists, or is it just like, okay, you look solid, or you hit me up, let's see what I can do for you. Uh. Uh, I think there's a couple levels to it, depending on what we're speaking on. Are we just speaking in general or just like, just like in general working with another artist? Uh, let's stick to the promoting. So when it comes to shows, right. how do you decide? Yeah, I can, I can make some work with you. Or do you, do you just get started and be like, yeah, no one's biting. Sorry. Or do you just, do you kind of vet them and see like where they're at? Like, um, with their IQ in a sense, like, so as a as a promoter, I would call even more say event curator, concert curator. Um, I do like showcases and things like that. So those are that's when I kind of don't have a huge criteria on if they're even a solid performer, if their music's great. Just more put giving them the opportunity to showcase their art. I'm not here to judge what it is good or not. I just want to put you in front of your people and see if you can bring people out. And if you're gonna you're gonna be respectful, professional, then that's the way I can see how serious you are for anything in the future that I may be doing. It's like quote unquote bigger, right? Um, but if we're looking at uh, me personally or or Project Eight Hundred Three personally working for you as a booking agent, uh, to be honest with you, you really truthfully have to have a draw. Like there's 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 not I'm not really the time to build an artist up is just not not on that end. That's like you know what I mean? It's kind of hard because I mean I know how the the grind is, and I prefer to see someone like where they know what we can bring to the table. We bring value, and they bring value instead of it being like we bring value to book you for something. But like if we're pitching you, most of the time people are gonna probably say no because their question is like how many people can you bring out? You know, essentially for any yeah. venue, any promoter are gonna ask like. How have you been here before? How many people can you draw? Uh, you know, how much is how much if you got a guarantee, am I gonna make that money in some? And that's the that's the truth about it. And I, yeah. I know I'm a like like there are artists who are very talented and they say, Oh, I'm you know, three hundred dollars to perform and I'm, you know, they lose a lot of opportunities because but are you bringing people out? Yeah. No, but I'm really talented. Well, that's not necessarily yeah gonna help us financially now if you want to work out some type of deal okay how about we give you tickets to sell and then you know we can work from that if you feel like you can make two hundred dollars three hundred dollars whatever the number is off of a guarantee then you should be able to sell that many tickets in so yeah i agree you know I, I mean, you know yeah unless you, i mean there are some talents i mean there's some you know you know we work with some people who are really talented it's like 
you bring so much to the show that I'm willing to to just say, you know what, I'll bite the bullet and yeah. throw a little extra something with you. Maybe not two, three hundred dollars, but I'm gonna make sure that you get here and you you're you got a place to stay. I can at least take care of that stuff, you know, little things like that. But that would have to be you you know, you gotta be one of them. Yeah. You feel yeah, you gotta be one of them. Yeah. I need I need to know my investment's worth it. Uh and similar to you it's like i'll give you tickets i i feel like we kind of adapted the same model it's like man you get you pay this deposit you sell these tickets you come back for more tickets and we split the sales and you know when when i was when i was doing music and early on in your career there was no you make money off your ticket sales <laughs> yeah there was some basically they'd be like oh well and it'd be nice too because they didn't really have like a upfront fee or anything but you wasn't getting no money yeah, you just bring that money, or you might get like a dollar a ticket, three dollars a ticket. But like, what the fuck is three dollars? If I'm not selling sixty of them, I'm only selling twenty tickets. That's sixty bucks. That's cool, you know. But like, it it, it does take care of travel. So you know, beggars can't be choosers. But shit, sometimes it wasn't getting you anything. And yeah, it's only if you sell a certain amount. So there was a lot of grinding that you had to do, and so now it's more of a like. You know, I don't even I don't even think I do for my and I don't even like to do the pay to play idea either. It's kind of that, but not like I'm more focused on like I'm going to give you things. So if you're going to do this show, I'm going to have a videographer there to shoot for your set. So that's what you're paying for. I have a DJ that's coming out and going to play your set and make sure your tracks that he can just actually like spin your tracks in and out. So it's a clean show. Hold on, Let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> like. Because that way, it's like that's understood that like you're getting more out of it, and still people won't. They're like, I'm not paying for that. Well, yeah. If you don't understand that right now, video content is king. Like, if you come to a show and there's only five people there, and I'm still on you with a camera and giving you content. Yeah. You just take now. You get to take that content and do what you do with it. Yeah. Like, but you got to be smart enough to want to make that decision. I agree. Uh, so that's similar to what we did in Alabama that second time where I was like, look, man, um, he's going to be doing general shots. But if you throw him an extra 20 bucks, he will shoot your entire fucking set. Yeah, exactly. So I was okay. like, you take care of him, you know, because I'm going to get I'm going to get enough for you. But I'm not going to get what everything that you would like me to, to get. So um yeah i i think that's dope i think that's dope it shows value in the package because it's like it's like they're gonna be there but they're not gonna be there for you now they're there for you yeah so, exactly so that I, makes I'm sense bringing, yeah i'm bringing more, and you still get to sell tickets and make money yeah so you're still getting tickets to sell like you know you get a, if you can push it um you know that's there's there's some people out there who can make some really good money off of selling tickets like if they got a following like you know but you got to be smart about i guess the way because i've been thinking about this all day i've been having all types of music conversations today and it's it's more like people see um they don't see the future they just see now yeah and they, and they don't understand like the idea of oh i don't want this event because it's not big i only want the big events well for you to get on the big events you probably should work at the small events because then that way they at least see you. 
I've never heard of you. I don't know you. I don't, unless you sent me a song, a song is dope, but I, you have no performance footage anywhere. You have no EPK. Like, you know what I mean? How am I going to book you for a show that's huge, quote unquote, in your eyes, my eyes, whatever the case may be, Yeah. but you don't want to do the small stuff, but you haven't built a resume. It's like, it's like basically how do you get that job? You can't just walk into a place and get a $100,000 a year job with no resume. Maybe if yeah. you know the right people. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know the right people, but how do you know the right people? Did you grow up in the right area or did you put yourself in them places? Yeah. So. Nah, I, I, I feel that. And that is a, I don't know. Maybe it's just our area. Cause I feel like when it comes to a certain, like when I visited New York, it, it didn't feel like it was like that. When I visited LA, it didn't, and when I visited Birmingham, it definitely wasn't like that. But here for some reason, they feel like they just deserve to be up here. And it's like, like you said, you've never performed anywhere. Why do you, why do you want to skip this? Like you low key need this more than you think. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's just more, I'll always look at it as like, I, I'm, I know that I'm a pretty seasoned performer. So it's like, how can you expect of never, you haven't performed even more than 10 times and you think you should be on the big stage in front of a thousand people. Then you get in front of that thousand people and can't even entertain them. But they was rocking with me, bro. They wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. Weren't. You feel me? Like, they weren't. And it's like, people be, you got to be able to entertain and be able to do that. So if you haven't even had to practice, and and I mean, there are people who have it. You can see it. Like, they got it. All they need is, like, the right things, the way to move around, you know, like, that type of thing. But, like, if you don't get on stage and practice... It's just not yeah. gonna feel me. So that's that's just kind of weird. Uh, that's a long winded answer, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, but just to move forward in the conversation, when what's kind of your goal with Project Eight Hundred Three? Where where would you like to see it go? Um, I mean, on my end, I think that just continually, continually, uh just working with artists like i don't really have like a, a extreme goal i just think that it's something that if we're consistently working at it and producing for people writing for people uh, I'm, I'm not worried about getting grammys and all that type of stuff if it happens dope right but i just think that if we're able to give artists an opportunity to start building their careers and become full-time because we took a song and was able to get it placed in tv or you know like you know that type of stuff like they're just getting creating ways to be residual or just like them working with us gives them a chance to uh get a little more financial freedom yeah and that's kind of what my overall goal is and so you know it'd be, it'd be really like i guess this would be the perfect idea let's say like we take an artist and we wrote a song and uh we help write the song and produce it and the song blows up on TikTok, whatever you want to call blowing up and whatever. And they start growing a bunch of followers and they get 50K, 100K followers. And now we can start booking shows for them. And then we book shows for them because we were able to give them that song to do that with. And like, that would be a really cool like process to see uh, from the ground up. But like, I'm just a person who sees potential and see things like that. Mm. Um, so it's really hard to say where where I want to go with it. Um, I just like to continue to create. I don't have like a super goal with it, 
besides creating and, 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 you know, seeing people be financially free <laughs> a yeah. little bit, yeah. you know, people bring in a little 5k in a year, a thousand dollars in a year, 2000, like people aren't making that even $2,000 in a year on their music. Yeah. And that sounds like a really small number, but like, they're not. Yeah. No, nah, I feel you. I, I ain't made no money on music. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, I forgot the number, so don't quote me on the number, but there, I think they said it was like 300 million songs or something like that uploaded to Spotify that yeah. has zero plays. It's something million. And it was crazy when that came out. Cause I was like, damn, y'all not even playing y'all own shit. Oh, shit. Exactly. Yo, grandma can play. Your sister you feel play, me? Yo, you feel nobody. me? You ain't want to show nobody your shit like on Spotify? Like, <laughs> okay but uh uh we're running low on time so i just what are three things that you've seen and i kind of want i don't want these uh kind of want these to be like instant um what are three things that you've seen in independent artists that you think uh fuck let me rephrase let me rephrase three things you've seen in artists that have approached you that's kind of universal that you would like to give them advice on now uh Entitlement. So don't be so entitled. Yeah. Um, learn how to approach someone in general. And I think that if we ain't going from that land, going to like learning about registering your music properly. So I think that's three things I've seen consistently across the board that a lot of people have an issue with. Those three things. Yeah. Word. Okay. Now, I, I, now this, sorry, I got to get my content questions in. Uh, so, uh, you know, you've been approached all these things that don't know. What are something, what are some of the hurdles you face touring and being on the road? Like you said, you've, you've done the B Henshaw, you've done the Nate, AKA nasty. What are three common things that you seem to find yourself in? Uh, I would say, For promotion, and that could be on our end or other people's end, like just like not a team learning effort process. On it's a learning process. Not a team effort on promotion. Uh, some type of miscommunication somewhere, where it's whether it's with on our end or their end, uh, that seems to be common every now and then. Uh, that's kind of an oxymoron, but <laughs> yeah, it seems to be common that it's a lot of miscommunication. Um, and I, ooh, that third one's hard. Uh, probably people getting, people learning how to perform and how to hold a mic. <laughs> like that's something that's just like I see that all the time. Yeah, no, I, I see that. I've I've shown that I was like, hold it like this, and they will still cuff it, and I'm just like. You know what? You don't need you, you got the lyrics on the song anyway, bro. It don't even matter. <laughs> but no, I feel see, I, I asked because um, you know, the common mistakes we can give people a head start. It's like, okay, this is what they're seeing. You know, maybe I'll go in, I'll show them that, you know, maybe I show them that I watch this, I know I'm I'm listening, I'm following. So that that's kind of why I wanted to peek at that. Um and then I get one last thing. I, I always do the advice thing. We got a couple minutes left. If you could, if you could say one thing to someone who hopes like they're really like fresh out, they're following you. Um, and they, they want to perform. They want to, they want to, they really want it. They really want it. 
one piece of advice to keep them motivated because it's not easy regardless of what you have supporting you have love for the art have love for the process simple have love for the art have love for the process if you don't have that naturally in it you will get lost you know i think the third thing also would probably be like don't get lost in comparison because mm. your journey is your journey that's a bar <laughs> that's a bar I'm a poet i think i think that's one of my titles yeah. <laughs> it definitely is you got a whole book out another one on the way right yeah yes yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get it we're gonna we're gonna sit down again and talk about all that stuff i did want to speak to you you know as you're embracing this new hat that you're wearing and stuff like that uh I, i'm proud of you i you know for someone that lives off their music and really in the independent factor uh just independent sector like you live off of it like you rely on it so you know, if anyone knows how to make a living, like it would be you, you know what I'm saying? If any, if people should be listening to anybody, it should be to the mother, to the person that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I appreciate that. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Uh, you have an event coming up. Remind us again. When is that? May 20th. We got the birthday bash. Me and Swerve Samuels and Swerve Samuels celebrating our birthday. About to have a good time. Got some dope artists coming out at the Axe Bar in Peoria, Illinois. Come rock with us. Come party with us. Come vibe with us. Come rage with us. Let's go. Yeah, because that's that's what it is nowadays. It is a motherfucking party. It's a party. Uh, where can people follow you guys to support you, your uh, Project 803, your personal platform, Shy Songwriter? You can follow you can follow me on all platforms at Shy Songwriter C H I C H I Songwriter and you can just you know what I'm saying rock with Project Eight Hundred Three just search Project Eight Hundred Three on whatever you work with whatever you doing whatever you watch people on I don't know just search Project Eight Hundred Three we gonna pop up word word one more time turn me up Swerve hey. <laughs> my brother I appreciate you sitting down with me man it was a pleasure chopping it up with you and I look forward to what you bring to light we got some things in the work that we were discussing too so i'm really excited to just get back to it for real yes yes sir we gonna chop it up hit me up man all right bro peace peace